0: Uh, the production is called treasured and it's uh it's uh, large scale in, in many ways the it's a site specific piece for liverpool anglican cathedral which is absolutely massive really massive uh, and the reverb is about six seconds in this in this space an incredible space uh, treasured is loosely based uh, around the titanic um, so a director called jen hayes who is based in liverpool um, Um, a very well-known director who uh, works in theatre and uh, site-specific theatre-based works, um, asked me if I'd be interested in writing the music for this new work she was doing based around Titanic um, because uh, 2012 is the 100th anniversary of the sinking of the Titanic. And, to be honest, I had no interest initially because I uh, didn't really feel I had anything to uh, add to the Titanic story, you know, and uh, it's it's not my normal uh, thing to to uh, to to go with something that's so so in the public domain, so known, so so commented on by so many people already, you know. But um, so a period of time passed. She asked me also if I would write write the show, and um, no one has ever asked me. Well, I guess no one has never. Uh, honestly seen me as a a composer and a writer uh, at uh, at such a level before. And and I have been writing um, text for performance for uh, quite a long time now alongside my music. Um, And... um, Initially, I said um, no to writing it because I felt I can't compose and write and honestly say something fresh in both mediums. So I'll do one or the other. Um, But time went on and it it seemed to make sense that uh, I would also write it because as I got uh, into the research of the story, um, and there's a lot of information online and elsewhere about the story, as you can imagine, but there is an enormous amount well, an enormous amount has been uprooted uh, during my research, and actually, as time went on, I felt I have something to say on this. I have an angle. There's something I'd like to bring to light on the Titanic story. I started with this myth that is a myth, you know, that the um, that the, the Titanic band continued to play music uh, near my God to thee as the Titanic sank, um, which is a myth, you know. And I guess that was the starting point, because that's always niggled me. (laughs) And maybe in reference to um, James Cameron's movie, uh, for me it's a very exceptionally sentimental and manipulative memory, and particular myth too. Uh, propagates. So um, that's the first thing I did. I started looking into um, the, the band of musicians and reading the transcripts from the hearings that took place in uh, the States and in Britain um, after the sinking of the Titanic, and that unearthed a whole load of, of interesting um, uh, pieces of information. So um, the angle I've taken is um it's multifaceted, because I what I didn't want to do is write a play about the Titanic, um, because quite simply I don't have an interest in telling a, a straight linear story about people who took that journey. Um, so the work is in three different sections and the first is about, simply it's about journeying, it's about the beginning of ideas, man an idea and ambition um, <clears throat> and scope. Myth-making is a big part of it. Um, the the, the, the and 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 why we have um, a necessity to make myths? Why why myths make better tr- truths than the actual truth? You know why it's necessary to build on angles, latch onto stories, things that make us feel something or that reassures that humanity is either okay or not. You know, um, so they're the things I wanted to do. Uh, research and to bring out in this. So um, because I'm a composer and a writer, what uh, my approach has been um, is where music is is sufficient um, uh, to communicate what it is I'm trying to say, I let music do that. And when words are necessary, words are employed. Um, What I didn't want to do is meet anyone's expectations, you know. When people... um, Imagine Titanic and imagine a production based around the Titanic. I would say this is a production based around the ideas around the Titanic yeah. um, after Matt's um, rewriting of history, etc. and the fact that we're only a hundred years on, you know, it's uh, mm-hmm. not that long actually, uh, in the grand scheme of things. Um, there is something about not wanting and I feel this all the time, I mean, I've always felt like this as a composer, not giving the audience what they expect, ever um because there's something about complacency that that worries me um in in every facet of art not just music making in in theater as well particularly um and so i, I did the opposite to what i thought people would expect which would be big so i went for one musician and trumpet because it had nothing to do with um the instruments that were represented on the ship. So, uh, trumpet music and the Titanic, the two don't really quite go together. But also, of course, the the trumpet is... uh, The musician plays four different types of instruments. I mean, he plays flugelhorn, he plays piccolo trumpet, uh, he plays trumpets in different keys, you know, um, and he used a lot of different techniques. So... uh, And also, I think, to set myself a compositional challenge, I wanted to see what I could do with one instrument um, in this piece to make uh, to, to see if I could actually make it work, if I could make it happen. Um, because the uh, reverb is six seconds long, um, the instrument never sounds as lonely as you might expect, you know. It plays with itself because of the architecture of the cathedral. No sound travels in any one direction for very long. Things keep bouncing off uh, spaces and coming back at you, so it's, it's a unique um, space and it's the kind of thing you can never really know what's going to happen because uh, access time to a space like that for rehearsals is also limited, you know it's not like you're making the work in there Um, I think one instrument is sufficient to say what needs to be said there is a recorded uh, score which is for brass quintet and um, my thinking behind that was uh, that uh, you have a brass brass quintet who are um, ghosts are um, memories are part of the wreckage are part of uh, the the underworld, um, but only one survives for the life um, reiteration of the ideas in the piece. I want to bring people in to a production like that and hear contemporary classical music because that's what they'll hear ultimately that's what Brenton is playing, but because of what they'll see and because of what they'll be hearing in terms of text and because the venue itself will be representing the Titanic in a sense um, they will be doing um, something that I've been interested in, in a long time, taking contemporary music and putting it in a completely different context, where they don't question it. It's a bit like uh, f- film scores from the you know, 30s, 40s, 50s, listening to amazingly complex music sometimes, but no one questions it, because what they're seeing matches what they're hearing. There, There is no antagonism between the two. Take away the imagery and simply look at the musicians. That's when problems start. That's when Mm. audiences say, this is too much on my ears because they have nothing to reference it to. So my whole thing is working in the sense that the reference is always there. It doesn't mean it makes it easier. The music is still challenging music. Um, But I think, in a way, it's sneaking contemporary music in the back door and showing that, yes, there is an ear for it. Yes, there is an audience for it. My job for what I do is finding the context for it.